so welcome back to the Diaries of the Wild Ones. I want to give a huge thank you to Free Brewing Co. They are the organic, preservative-free beer company that share my values with nature, healthy lifestyle, and sustainability. So I'm so stoked to be working with them. And Ash that runs Free Brewing Co. is just a top bloke who has a more sustainable vision for this planet. And he is just a guy that is out there trying to make a difference. So that's why I support them. And thank you, Ash from Free Brewing Co. for supporting me. If you guys want to get on the organic beer wagon, you'll find them at Dan Murphy's and BWS. And when you pick up the pack, have a close look at the can because I absolutely love this idea. The cans are telling stories told by who you're about to meet in this podcast, Brett Bircher, about our iconic backyard here in Australia, helping people fall in love with the nature here through story and awareness. And you know, guys, we are so freaking lucky to have what we have here in Oz. And when people fall in love with it, they want to protect it. So great idea, Free Brewing Co., being the first beer company to do anything like this. Organic, preservative-free beer. You'll see them at BWS and Dan Murphy's. It's a no-brainer, guys. Also, a huge thank you to Wild Earth Australia for supporting me and the Adventurous Lifestyle. If you need anything for your next adventure, go to wildearth.com.au and put in the 10% discount code, Diaries of the Wild Ones, all one word, capital letters. Okay, so you know I'm pretty lucky doing this podcast because I'm able to meet and get deep with such cool humans. Now, I must admit the surfing world has a lot of ego in it, but if you sieve through that, you'll find in its depth the core lords, the guys that are there just for the purity and love of surfing, for their love and connection with nature, for that feeling of riding a wave, the sand beneath their toes, the whole adventure and connection with nature around it. Now, Brett Bircher that you're about to meet is that core lord. He is the South Coast charger that has a level of depth that made me so excited to hang out with him. He's not just a charger. He's not just a good surfer. He is a writer and he's an all-round good bloke. So this episode, we kind of like get deep with what Brett's all about and we kind of get into his mind so I, I really liked this episode and I hope you guys do too enjoy oh, that man. might happen a few times yeah you might knock the mic a few times let's fucking crack a beer you've already cracked yours mm, sorry jump the head well I'm actually kind of stoked actually because we're being brought together by Free Brewing Co. Organic, yes. preservative, free. How did you meet Ash? How did you meet? I met Ash through who? a mutual friend, Max Zappas, who lives down the road. And he, before before Ash started the free venture, he was working for a beer company called, well, they had a company called Struman's, yeah. which is the same. I think it's the same blokes that he's working with now, but it was a whole different beer. It wasn't organic lager. It was just... I think it was like a hoppy kind of beer. And one day, I think Max just needed to film a quick video shoot for them. And he rang me and my roommate and said, can you go, Can you come down for an hour and do this shoot and we'll give you, I don't know, some free beers or whatever. So I went down and then shot that for Struman's and they made like a little clip. And then about two years later, I think they were just set, they asked Max, you know, who we're going out with this new free organic lager. We want a few faces to represent it. And they sort of asked Max because he was in the know around here and they were looking for someone in this area that kind of matched their, you know, values. And yeah. Max just said, put them on to me. And Ash got in touch and then, yeah, I guess we just sort of took things slow and I was, you know, I liked what they were about and obviously they must have too. 
and then um, that's what yeah, I kinda, it just kind of grew, and then, then we just became got got into this collaboration together. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like as a beer company. Like when I was talking to Ash, like he's actually got he's got morals and he's got like a heart behind him. Mm. You know what I mean? Like in keeping it organic, keeping it preservative free, totally. but then also believing in adventure. Yeah, you know what I mean. He gets he definitely lives out what he's what he's preaching. You know that's yeah. why initially. Like I'll admit, when he first contacted, I, I just said, "Let's just take it slow," and he was the same. We'll say, "We'll see, see if it works out." And then, I guess, just being in contact with him and watching how he rolled over a few month period, I was like, "Yeah, this he yeah. he means what he says," and pretty much everything. And he was supporting, you know, before we we're even getting close and working closely together. He was, you know, the area went through a pretty rough summer and. You know, they saw the devastation, the bushfires, and he was always checking in, like, what can I do and keeping up to date with everything that was happening in the community. It just seems like he's got, he's from, you know, the Mornington Peninsula, but it just seems like here he's got a real passion for, and yeah. that really struck a chord with me too. Yeah, which actually, so, so Brett Bircher, so we're sitting here actually in your hometown, like just, well, right now we're north of Ulladulla. Did you grow up in Ulladulla? Um, I grew up in Mollymook, which is, yeah, where we're sitting. Right where we're sitting, and yeah. so you're you're a local. Would you say you're a pro surfer? No, or you just. What would you um, say that you are? It's a funny one, hey, because I th- I think I've always thought pro surfer meant you make a living out of it. Yeah, and I don't, so I'd just say maybe um, intermediate. <laughs> you're an intermediate <laughs> level big wave surfer, but would you? Yeah. So it's it's funny because like looking up you, like I I watched your surf vid um, last night. I actually watched it three times in the last two days and watching you charge big waves. And, and that's something that I, I really want to get into to with you and your mind is, oh, we've got a chainsaw in the background. That's all right. But re- <laughs> what I really want to get into your mind is like who you are as a person and what, what actually goes through your mind when you're, when you're going into these big waves. Like I, I don't really understand like, it's weird. I, like I've interviewed a few big wave surfers, and they all have different. De- they've all got different motivation. Mm-hmm. What's yours? Um, like, do you when you when you were younger, did you have a thirst for big waves? Like, do you consider yourself a big wave surfer? Oh, like, I mean, it's it's a you know you're interviewing me in a sort of funny time. Like the past year, I haven't caught a big wave at all. So I've kind of got to draw back. Like I'd st- I've still got an interest in it and I'd still love it. I just haven't had the opportunity and because it's been a year where we haven't traveled and work commitments and stuff, I um, haven't been chasing it that much. But I just call myself, I've always just called myself a surfer. Like it doesn't, I'm not a big wave surfer because I surf majority of the time out at, you know, close to home where it's tiny and love that just as much. But I wasn't, no, I didn't have a huge thirst for it when I was super duper young. I think just when you become a teenager and where we grew up, we're pretty lucky that there's a bunch of ways around here that you either kind of go that path or you or you don't. And you learn from a pretty early age if you like it um, in terms of like you go from a beach break and then we have, we're fortunate enough that we've got sort of slabby waves that break on the shallow reef and they take quite a bit of skill and also I guess, you know, you, you kind of need that thirst for big waves to have them and think when i was about 16 i kind of started hanging out with some mates that were that way inclined and wanted to do that and then i guess just being with them and pushing each other and then it just kind of eventuated and definitely spent my early the early part of my 20s chasing like there wasn't 
the, they're not the biggest waves in the world. I guess we are more chased slabs, but they were they were in the big wave range. Would you say because of your friend group at the time that you had like healthy competition to push you down that route? Yeah, I got really became really close with a guy Paul Morgan, and some people would be they would be familiar with him. He he's underground now, and you know got a family and and doing a build like doing building, and he's got kind of gone the complete opposite way, but. Back then, in my eyes, and probably in a lot of others, he was probably one of the gnarliest guys out there, and maybe wasn't getting the recognition that some of the more renowned people were. But he was like up there with the gnarliest, like completely Looney Tunes. And um, he was five years older than me, and we went and got our first jet ski together. I think he got me out of school one day to tow him in down the coast. Like I'd never driven a ski, and he got me to tow him in way just at a wave down about half an hour down the coast, and it was humongous and it was on our mate's ski and just being in that environment and seeing him like I didn't even catch a wave I just literally drove you and scared? I was freaking like, I didn't it wasn't my ski for starters so if yeah. I if I you know rolled it I would have been in in deep and then just navigating and driving that ski and then after that I think we just kind of had a little bond after that and we kind of went yeah we can do this and he actually got some recognition off it he got a cover and people sort of stood up and went holy shit like because it was some of the most groundbreaking sort of slabby surf that Oz had sort of seen and then yeah from there me and him just so kind of went on a bit of a couple of years where we just tried to chase everything we could what were you like 16 I at was, the time yeah I was 16 actually. and so he's just put you on a ski and taking you down i'm talking like how big are we talking like 10 um, foot slabs no nah, that day was that was that i think it was 2001 no it couldn't have been 2001 2007 it was probably tw- i reckon it was tw- it was 20 foot that day you're kidding um, yeah that was like a big east coast and, swell and that's a magnet so it just took it all and so okay so for most people when big wave surfing especially slab surfing you're teaming up you're training you you've got each other's back you you you're doing drills or whatever beforehand you know the move you know the play and you've gone in as a 16 year old this with this guy like you, some could say that, that that could be kind of reckless but it's like you pulled it off i think it, yeah it was just like you know your cowboy days like you yeah. just get away with it and i think he knew i was kind of keen to go down that route and he just spotted you know, an easy target and yeah. said, let's go. Because no one else would have... Did your mum know? Um, yeah, she would have known. Like, she, you know, she was always kind of distrusted what I was up to. But she would have known. Um, Did she and know? And we, <laughs> we just got away. I don't know. He he just said to me, um, he just said, don't pick me up. Like, you just wait for me to get washed through. And it, what it does, it's a bommy, so it, it breaks. And then the wave eventually fades out because the water just goes deep. And usually when you tow, tow with someone and they're getting wiped out, you try and get in and get them out of the zone quick enough. But he just knew and it wasn't, and he just said, just leave me and I'll, I'll see you way on the inside where there's no waves. So that was the that was the plan. And he barely made one. He was just pulling in, getting smoked, and then I'd just wait for him to wash up at the end and we'd just go and do it again. We, what was that anxiety or moments waiting for him to pop up? Oh, no, I, I wasn't, I don't know. I kind of just knew what he was all about and... You yeah, just had I trust. Yeah, it's not not. I don't know. I was young, you know. I was. Yeah. I guess it was all just a big blur, and but yeah, that was definitely the introduction. Fucking hell, man! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> psycho. <laughs> well, I'm not that. He's a psycho. Yeah, he's I was a doing, psycho. I was yeah, just but along on the, for the ride. Yeah. So that that then sparked your thought. Yeah, but he he like you looked up to him. Mm. So it's like who you teamed up with. You're saying for the next five years, that's kind of mm. like what you chased. Yeah. It's like. That's who you aspired to. 
You know what I mean? Like that was your influence. Yeah. So like, what? how do you, okay, when you, when you are going for a big wave, when you're taking off, when you're towing in, mm-hmm. are you scared? Yep. I reckon, um, I think definitely for me, the fear is like the first half an hour or hour. It's, it's kind of big, maybe the first couple of waves. And then it always feels like you ease into something, you know, when you haven't seen, especially for big wave surfing too, when you haven't been exposed to it for a long time, if you're doing it like week after week, you kind of just in this flow state kind of feel and everything feels natural. But for me, if I took, and a lot of the time on the East coast, you're not exposed to those swells. So might only see a big wave every couple of months and it's just that initial like whoa like getting your perception on the size and i reckon it used to take used to really kind of put me back and overwhelm me a bit and be like whoa, what do, do i want to do this anymore like this yeah. is why, why did i remember this but then always an hour in this felt like once you'd had a few or your confidence goes and you kind of realize that you've done you know you're kind of prepared plus you're out there like you've obviously gone and done that for a reason and yeah. you're kind of in the zone and i've never been one to go like stupid you know there's people that just go anything and be stupid i've kind of had a more calculated approach and been happy to sort of say no to certain waves and stuff but yeah definitely sometimes you rock up and you're scared but i guess like any fear i guess if you jump on the jump straight on the horse and get into it usually that you know that's the way to kind of conquer it what do you say to yourself in that moment that Um, moment when you're looking at something and it's huge and you know the consequences if you don't make it (laughs) you know how how bad everything can, can go how do you prepare yourself for that moment? You know, that moment where you just go, fuck it, I'm going. Yeah, like, I guess you, exactly. Just say that, you know, you kind of, you know yourself and you kind of can, I know, for me, I kind of just go off feel and I know if I'm doing doing it for the right reasons or if I'm keen and if it's, if it's all saying, yeah, then I'll just go. And if, if it's not and there's some other things creeping in, I guess maybe not, but I, I don't know. I get, you just kind of know, like you see, you know the ocean so well. You spent, you know, it's not like you just jump into big waves. You spent 15 years preparing and you understand a lot about your performance and what the ocean's doing. And when you, when that wave pops up, you can kind of read how it might pan out if things go, if you do your job and the wave does its job. Yeah. So I think it's just like all that coming in. It's, it's hard to say, like, I just go, you know, fuck it, let's go. It's more like it's just like all this experience floating around your head and then you make a decision and back yourself. I guess. Has it ever gone wrong? Yeah, yeah, it's gone heaps, heaps is, wrong, is heaps there, of times. <laughs> is, there, is there any that stand out as a pinnacle moment? Of like, oh, I, th- I suppose I'm asking waves, you your, yeah. your biggest wipeout. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's funny. Like any that's with surfing, and a lot of surfers will probably say the same thing. Like small waves can ragdoll you just as much sometimes. Or, but the big one that really kind of terrified me was. A wave called the Bright, which is down in Denmark, um, down the bottom of West Oz, and it's a tow wave and it's just a slab. It only it only kind of breaks when it, the swell lines move through, but they'll only cap and break if it's probably like twelve foot plus, and it's got so much water. It's just as thick as it is high, um, and it's you know it's probably one of the be probably in the top five heaviest gnarliest slabs in in oz and it's it's been responsible for like several near drownings like if you read up on it you know a lot of people pretty much every session that happens someone says that they've come the closest they have to dying because because it's so deep it's a really deep wave which makes it it, you know it's got a 
be huge to break. But then also that just means there's so much turbulence underwater. And in my wipeout, especially, I felt like I was in like a pocket of water that was just kind of taking me somewhere under there. Like it, it was so deep that it, it was like light under there, but it was almost like a pocket of water that was just moving me wherever the fuck it wanted to. And you couldn't, you couldn't get out until it was kind of done. Um, so that wave in particular, I just came down and I fell onto my belly and I had a vest on and I remember saying like, Oh, I've got a vest on. I'll take it off next wave. Cause ridiculous. But you, you didn't want to have a vest on. It was like a pride thing. You, you yeah. just wanted to have your wetsuit on. I don't know for images or whatever. It's silly, but I remember saying, I'll rip this vest off and next wave. And then I actually kind of like wearing a helmet. Exactly. But, and then like now you. these days it's like, of course you wear a helmet. It's smart, yeah. you know, but back then there was some pride, so like an ego thing. And, I fell onto my belly and I just didn't penetrate at all. I just went body surfing. So you had surfing, the vest on. Had the vest on, and I pretty much yeah. came down the wave. If you picture, and as I'm getting to the bottom and digging my line into bottom turn, yeah, something didn't work, and I just fell forward instead of the board coming with me. And I've so I've landed on my belly and literally not penetrated, and I'm going probably I don't know ten, twenty kilometers an hour on my belly. And just natural instinct, put the hand out to just body surf. And I, I would have body surf for five plus seconds. And because I was getting whipped in, I wasn't sure, getting towed in, sorry, I wasn't sure how big the wave was. And, you know, so I just felt myself body surfing. I had thoughts running through my head, like, I'm going to make this body surfing somehow. And then it just like literally at the end sucked me up and did, over with the lip. And I just went. Did you try just, hold your breath? Did you know? Yeah, you no, I knew. As I was getting sucked up, I knew. Um, and there's images. You can just see me like free falling in the lip. And yeah, that one just pushed me. I don't know. It's scary. I don't know how deep it was. It was. I'd just never been anywhere near that. Like not even half as deep or probably a quarter as deep. And it just drilled me straight down. My ears blew in like a second. And Do you remember I what was, was going like, through, through your mind underwater? Um, like in those moments, like I know when I've had heavy wipeouts, I, I have a panic point and like I try and be calm. I try and go through and just be like, it's all right. And then I get to a point where I'm not coming up. I don't know which <laughs> way. And I just suddenly, you just go into a panic and I know it's the worst thing to do, but it's just like, I, I feel like, like sometimes you talk to big wave guys and they're like, oh, I'll just, like they just stay calm and then they pass out. Mm. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's like, no, like, like, do you remember what was going through your mind underwater? Yeah, I think just with that, you know, obviously the anyone who's dives deep know understands that pressure feeling on your head. Um, it literally, it just felt like my head was at risk of like caving. Like I'd never had that pressure. Like it just felt like someone was pretty much standing on on your head. And I remember just because just reading and hearing of people's experiences, I was just like, don't, just don't black out. You know, I wasn't thinking about my breath or anything. I was just like, just don't black out from the pressure. Um, yeah. And then I was worried about my ears because you hear of people that blow their ears out, they lose their equilibrium and that you know they're they spinning. Don't know which ways are. And I was like, that would be a nightmare here. So I just really tried to just. I was just like in my. I was under there and in another world, but I was kind of in my own world at the same time, just being like you know, just hold it together. And then once it all finished with its um, turbulence, so I yeah just took those, took those swims, and I I dead set reckon I did like 15 plus of those like you know the yeah, um breaststrokeies up like it was ridiculous and then um yeah just got to the top and when i was coming to the top because the water had been so thick and getting towards the surface that the water pressure felt like it was thinning out and i remember trying to take breaths and i must have still been like 
couple of meters underwater, but it felt so thin that, and I was tripping out so hard that I thought I was out nearly, and I was like, oh, because it was like foam. S- yeah, it was like it's foam, like the foam yeah. on the top of the yeah. surface from the wave. Exactly, like all the whitewash, the white water washing yeah. through. So, yeah, that's it. So aerated, and that could be. I've heard stories of the of the right where the top layer of the water has been so aerated that the skis mm-hmm. can't get in to get someone because mm-hmm. they can't get through. Yeah, they'll just be like just sucking nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that's it. Like that, I thought I was like thinking my experience was unique, you know, and I was rattled, and obviously I didn't catch another wave because of my ear and. So it burst your eardrum. It perforated it, yeah. yeah. And I was just in like Gaga land, like I didn't want to catch another wave. But I watched, so I got to watch on the ski, and it happened to, it would have happened ten times. Like I remember just watching, going, "This guy's not coming up." Like the waves are gone. The ski guy's just kind of waiting there, and then they just pop up those boys down there and and just go back out again. I was just like, "What?" Like I was getting that stress that I was ready to drive in and try and save him, and then they just pop up, and that was just happening all day. And I was like, "Fuck, this joint's nuts." Why are we? Why yeah, man, I, I I get so scared in big waves. I do. You, is it the adrenaline that makes you? What makes you want to go out there? Like what is it? Like what is it to you that makes you go out there? Um, I think it's just like. Is it seeing what you can get away with? Is it challenging yourself to to know, or is or is it chasing that that adrenaline, that feeling of escaping? Um, it's it's a pretty amazing. There's a, I guess there's a few answers to that. Like, it's you know you put so much time into something, and you kind of how do you say? It? Like, I guess it's like just a competition against yourself, kind of. Like you put so much time in, and you're like. You know, you're like, I'm getting better at all these other aspects. Like, how good can I get it at this part? And I guess that just comes into it. It's like the, the wipeouts are one part, but really, like, if you just come down and set your line and ride with the skill that you've achieved doing everything else, like, you can get the best waves of your life. So it's like the wipeout's one thing, but then if you think on the other hand, it's like 50-50, like, or maybe even less. Like, if you ride that perfectly, which you should, and you pick the right waves, like, there's a really good chance you're going to, ride like the best way of your life so i guess that kind of takes out the crap it's not not like you just go on and ride a big wave that can smash it. of course it can but there's that whole other side to look at like the positive side and then um yeah so i guess it's just like like anyone who trains hard like if you're doing a marathon or something like you start off and you do your run and you swim and then you end up going and doing like the hawaiian marathon that's as hard as yeah and i'd say why would you do that but they're just they're putting in that prep and they want to do it, so they just go and do it. You know? Would you say it's a product? So this is the thing, like, okay, this is my first trip down to the South Coast. I've been once before down to Kiama and Shell Harbour, mm-hmm. but coming down here to Ulladulla and surfing out today, it and it's kind of like it's raw. Mm-hmm. It's raw and wild down here. It might have been the, just today, like the weather, it just kind of had that static in the air. It reminded me of, like, parts of Canada. I could see the power in the place mm-hmm. if you know what I mean I can see like I can I could kind of understand I could actually I could understand your like the things that you wrote in your in your film like the connection that you have to this land mm-hmm. actually that's something I, I want to ask you about is that why is that why you stay here yeah I th- like what's I mean, this area to you yeah it's a fu- it's actually something that I've talked to my partner about it a bit lately because she's from 
a town north of Sydney, Foster, and you know I want to. She's been here for a few years, and I want to repay that. And you know we talk about like moving and things like that. And I, I know I understand like because I've gr- I've grown up here and all my friends are here. I, I'm obviously comfortable, but when I try and picture like going to another place, like it's gonna have to have a pretty um gonna have to have a like a lot of purpose because i just can't see i just don't know anywhere and i've kind of been to a lot of places around oz and i don't really think i've come across somewhere that you know obviously being biased i'm here but with the you know caliber of people and the wave and just like the good just the balance that i kind of think like fits my energy yeah um and the nature yeah then this is the night it's just got it's you know it's got the nature it's got good waves it's got good people it's kind of it's remote but it's still like progressive in certain areas and it's not completely cut off like it's not like you you know like it's still it's removed but it's also still rolling with the pace at the same time and yeah and it's it's that's even happening even more now so event you know people used to move away because of you know lack of opportunity and things like that and maybe a bit of boredom creeps in and a bit of a thirst for a change but now that stuff's coming here and people are obviously they've gone to live that life and they come back so I kind of watch that and think well, I've got nothing that I that's pressing me to go and try that other avenue right now yeah and I'm connected to this place and so I just haven't left <laughs> I kind of saw like it's funny like watching your surf film ingrained it it was like you thrived in those raw environments like it had you in, in South Oz, what it had you here, it was South Oz, what, uh, Tassie, and then it was, yeah. and then Ireland? Yeah, Ireland. The first section was Scotland. Ireland. Yeah. Ireland and Scotland, and that, that's raw and cold, but it was like, it was funny, it was like they all, everywhere you went in that surf film had similar elements. Mm. Like, that was the plan, I guess, Darcy and I um, just sort of thought we'd, we'd go to the places that we that we enjoyed going to the most and that reflected, I guess, what what we love. And I do, I, I do love the, I'm not like, I don't love the freezing, freezing cold, you know, I just like it. I'm, I'm more attracted to cold places and I feel like Tassie, South Oz, just purely for the waves and like, it's just, you get out on your own and there's no other, no other bullshit around. I, re, I really enjoy that. Um, but Tassie Island and here, Although like geographically quite different and their, their temperatures are obviously super cold, but they just have a same kind of feel, um, like people-wise too and just... Just that rawness. Like just the rawness and I don't know, like everything, yeah, just just feels, that's the word, like yeah, raw, it's, it's hard to say, like rawness, but I just think like land and water, they've just got similarities and I guess I've always just felt comfortable there. I'm no good in the heat, so I love love cold places. Do you find like when you were going to Ireland and surfing the cold, did you find it hard? Like as in like suffering for those beautiful moments? Like did you find it was like such hard work to get those, those beautiful moments? Yeah. I mean that, that obviously does add to it too. You, you put it, you get up early and it's freezing and you got to struggle to get in your wetty. But I mean, it's not like you're putting up with it. Yeah. It's like that. It's just like, it's just like, you know, that's what's in store and that's what, you admire more, you know, and that's where yeah. you want to put yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think just the waves in those areas too, like, it's not like I was all around Tassie, like I particularly chose Shipstones because I 
love it. It's awesome, like, as a place. It begins with, like, a mental walk through, you know, some amazing... It's an amazing bush walk through beautiful forests. Then you pop out and you're literally on these crazy cliffs, like huge cliffs. Like You, you see the stern behind ship sterns and it's massive itself. And that gets dwarfed by... If you look to your left and to your right, it, the, the stern is actually like the smallest rock there. It's just like these land of the gods, like crazy sheer cliff faces. And yeah, you get to walk in and enjoy all that. And then you get down the rocks and here's this wave unloading. And it's, you know, it's crazy. And I don't get amazing waves out there, but the one or two I do get, I just love the thrill of it. And then to add that with the walk and everything that goes with it, it's sick. And then in Ireland, Scotland, yeah, same thing. The waves suit. They're they're not humongous. I mean, obviously they get humongous, but the ones that we generally chase are they're just more slabby, really similar to home here. And the people, just the whole landscape, the feel, the water, everything just kind of feels like home, but in another place. So, would you say oh, there's like two two ways to put this question? It's like the question I was going to ask was like what do you do to feel alive or like, and then the other question of that is just like, does this make you feel alive? Yeah. Like being in that raw environment. Yeah. I I was going to answer that before when you said like, why do you do it? And it's something about, I don't know what gives it that, but you know, that feeling at the end of the day where you're just like, holy shit, that was good. And your mates are doing it and everyone, you just got this feeling that you don't get anywhere else doing anything. And it can kind of be hard to translate into, like your everyday life, like and caring about other things that are, I mean, that you're meant to care about and stuff. I think I've had a lot of trouble with that in the past, like caring about things that people, not not people expect you to, but I guess, yeah, being at that age and like taking on a responsibility or something, it's just like, well, it's not going to give me that feel. And I know it's probably not what's portrayed as what you should be doing, but I'd way rather take that other Thing for yeah. some reason, you know. What's uh, kept it in you? Because you're a school teacher, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a school teacher. So, what is it in you, in you that's made you keep keep chasing your passion, keep following your passion? Uh, what's in you that's like allowed you to keep expressing yourself? Because that's what it is. It's like yeah. you're expressing yourself. That that's what makes you feel alive is being out in raw nature and like pushing yourself into these waves or like and traveling, like being out there and doing this. Is that's that's you. Mm. So it's like, what is it in you that you would, that separates you from that's allowed you? I think I think it's I think that's the word. It's like allowed. It's like what is in you that allows you to keep doing that? It's probably like a lack of commitment to like I've never committed to anything really um and i just like to feel like i get a little bit suffocated if i'm stuck in one if i'm just going in one direction on yeah. one thing so i guess i've just been lucky that just by doing what i'm doing it, it'll open up a new door here and then i'll go on another trip and it might just open up something else and i've always yeah now that i'm in, like this year's been probably the hardest because i kind of locked into full-time work and i definitely struggled with that you know claustrophobic feeling of not being able to go away but I think previously I've always just tried to juggle things that I knew would then allow allow me to go to another place you know yeah. it wasn't like an end goal and you weren't locking into that for a year you were more like <laughs> you were more like just doing something that was going to last a little bit of time like a job here but you knew it had more doors and it was going to connect you with more people and then it would probably take you to somewhere that would continue doing that yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a question <laughs> you, your puppy what's his puppy's name this is blue. Blue. Blue's huge. And Blue's just come in and joined us for a second. It's okay, Blue. 
It's okay, Blue. Should we, do you reckon she'll be right? Um, nah, I think. Halsey? Get her, Mum. Get her, Mum. Get her, Mum, puppy. She's frothing. <laughs> it's a he. Oh, he's frothing. <laughs> Look, there's more. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, man. I, okay, here's, here's a poem out of Ingrain mm-hmm. that I'm guessing you wrote. Yeah. But it's like, it, it like kind of like goes with what you were just saying. And I, okay, so repeated steps dare you to dare you to stray. Now, just I, I've written this down off like it being narrated, so I might have got it wrong. But repeated steps dare you to stray. Same scene, same same scene, same scenery, same doubts, same edge of sanity, same state of imbalance. All moments ingrained into existence, going against the grain, broadens horizons. But what keeps us constantly treading the same path echoes something deep that can't be explained. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, like, would you mind breaking down, like... Yeah, can I have that to read? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember um, writing that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, this just comes from, like, to be purely honest, this just comes from being, like, mid to late 20s. And, um, you know, obviously, as you said before, traveling but remaining in the same town and yeah. for for reasons unknown because it's all you know to me it's all just an illusion but you get you get that pressure from even friends you know or anyone friends family and they're like you know just that responsibility pressure of what you're up to and why you're doing this and it might not make sense to some like obviously some get it but there is probably majority pressure to jump in and start you know to cut a long story short just setting yourself up in whatever way so yeah. i guess when i wrote this i i was just in that space where you know friends or not even like friends are super supportive but people around are just locking in kids family you know and yeah. i'm you're repeatedly stepping in the same spot but you you dared to stray by everyone else that's just stepping around yeah you know, same sense of same scenery. That just means like, yeah, you grew up here. It's the same thing. You're comfortable. And same edge of sanity is like you're just on there. You're hanging in and you're backing yourself, but you're, you're one decision away from... And not that it's negative at all. Like the people that are doing that stuff are super happy, but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm happy doing that. And if I jump over to the other side, maybe I won't be. So it's yeah. like you're on that edge and that's the imbalance again. It's, and then it's just going against the grain. So... Like, yeah, it broadens horizons. As I said before, like, if you go against things, generally things open up and you can go in a whole different path than you would have if you yeah. went that other way. And it, and it works both ways. But I just want, like, it's just, an, like, I've thought about stuff a lot in the last couple of years and it's all just, you know, all that shit's just an illusion. And what if you just do what you do and you, you like it, then just do it, yeah. Well, I find just different communities, different, different towns, different environments put different pressures. And I, and I found, okay, so this, this is, man, I've just, the last month I've been up around the Goldie Byron kind of area and that's where I grew up. And I noticed that I was up there, I've been staying at mum's place or in the troopy, but around the people I grew up with mm-hmm. and I've got amazing friends, family, everything. But I started noticing all this anxiety coming on and, and I've been, so lately I've been thinking about conditioning. Because every time I go back to the Gold Coast and I, and I hang there for a while, it's the same thing. It's like I, I, what I've realized in, in my mind or like when I've broken it down is like, and this is just me like trying to figure it out, 
is like, this is where I've been conditioned. This is where I was told a certain story. So it's like, I got told a certain story with how I need to, or not even how I need to. It's like, I got told a certain story of how to live a life of like how things like what ingredients I'm going to need to live a happy, successful, happy life. Right. And then after traveling and like, actually it's just not even traveling. It's after learning about myself and who I am as a person, I found that those tools don't suit me. The ones mm. that I was given. And it's like, I've found other tools that suit me as me as an individual mm. has suited me more. But every time. And so like, I found that when I go away from that or stray from that area, like down, like I live in a community down in Crescent Head, like I live off grid. It's like a very different lifestyle. And then how I travel, like I've just been living in my troopy the last five months, um, going to the Dane tree and back and, and, or like, uh, you know, or I'm going to, to Iceland and surf or like just doing all these different things. And I just have complete freedom of expression. You know what I mean? It's like I, I get to, it's not even like people say, oh, you get to go be a new person, reinvent yourself. It's not even reinventing myself. I just get to go be me or different versions of me because mm-hmm. I'm learning about myself. But then when I come back to the Gold Coast, I suddenly like this pressure comes on, this exile or pressure where people are like, oh, no, you need to be doing this, Aaron. You need to be doing this. And it's the same thing. My friends are having kids and everyone's, it's even, even coming down and seeing Spence, you know, like, um, you know, like, they've got a nice house they're building they're building this life together and I'm like fuck look at it. and you and you start comparing mm-hmm. yourself and you and you and it gives you this anxiety like you need to be doing that but that's exactly that it's like you're daring you know what I mean it's like you're daring to be yourself and nothing's bad of what anyone else is doing but it's who what you feel inside yeah. what you want to do yeah yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> so that's what your poem no, means. You <laughs> yeah, cut my bit and just insert yours. Uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just um, write that here. <laughs> but I just love that. Like it's that deep; it can't be explained. And I was, I was talking actually. I was talking to a mate this morning. Like he was saying, like, why do you go to, go to Iceland and that? Because I was saying, like, man, it would have been the same with Ireland or some of these trips you do. It's like it's hard. Like it's it's hard, and it's that raw and it's hard. But it's like. You know, there's some bits that you can't be explained. For me, I call that the sublime. Those moments, those magical moments mm. when everything opens up. And like mm. your, for, to me, it's like, it's like my expression of myself is exploding in that moment. Mm. You know what I mean? Those mm. like, it's like, it's like, I kind of, that's what I, when I was saying, like, I was like, said to you on the phone, I was like, for some reason, like, I really relate to like some of your words here. Like here's the raw, oh man. If we can just touch, like when you say it's hard though, right? Like. Well, you got to work maybe, for it. But maybe that's, but then it, it might be just hard to, in your mind, you're thinking it's the hard stuff, but maybe that for some other people, that's not, it's not the hard, like it might be harder to go to Indo and deal with that, uh, all that other shit. Yeah. And where some people are like, oh, it's easy, like you're cruising, like it's warm water and all that stuff. But I guess it depends on what you call hard, you know, like yeah. what you can, because the Irish guys like love suiting up in the cold. They're just freaks and. To them, like going to Indo would be so uncomfortable and it'd be so hard. Yeah, the heat, yeah. the, the climatizing, so the people guess, hassling you, the crowds. And I guess stuff. it's been like kind of stere- not stereotype, but it's been like perceived that all that shit is hard, but mm-hmm. like it's not that hard. Except for Iceland, it's so hard, man. <laughs> yeah, <can't>. so <laughs> I'm talking about like, Ireland, no one, buddy. No November. one would ever like it, but it's, mm. I'm glad everyone likes Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's it's crazy. Like I've had these moments and I was I had this moment in the north I was telling Spence this morning actually, I had this moment in the north of Iceland where 
I was in this feward and surfing. And like, I'm talking, the field was like a K wide and a huge mountain on the right of me, huge mountain of the left of me, full filled with snow, just white. Right. And now behind me, so I'm looking out to ocean down this narrow field behind me is just mountainous like valleys and the sun is setting perfectly down the, the valley and the moon's rising, a full moon rising dead center above the ocean in between the fields. And there's, and it was like four to six foot perfect lines perfect waves and just me and my two mates and i don't even know how to explain it other than it was that beautiful i just cried i literally sat there and i was just fucking had tears <laughs> in my eyes I, it wasn't like but i just had tears in my eyes looking at it, it was so mm. overwhelming you know what i mean are you crying no nah, it's just all the snow this glare off the snow man do, do you mind if i read another one of your poems no, golden plains stretch Seem, seemingly. seemingly forever in all directions, cut only by the black ribbon ribbon on the highway. The dirt whispers and settles in your pores, ingrained in the appearance, ingrained in time. The coastline is crumbling on its cliff, on its cliffs. This one, I, I, is it rock? Rocks dramatically drops drops probably yeah a falling into turquoise southern ocean mm -hmm. looking as though it had been sliced off antarctica with a knife the beating pulse of the swell beat in the rhythm of your chest no sign of life but more alive than ever mm -hmm. is that I, I was guessing that was written for south australia yeah yeah what were your thoughts on that was that is that because like it just looks oh like, it's just so it's so alive down there, you know, in, um, in the nothingness. Well, I mean, in, in terms of what I described as being cut off with a knife, I guess it's just like the cliffs, you know, they just look like they're just whoosh, like you cut a cake. It's just been sliced straight off and Antarctica being the nearest land that's facing it. That was that line. But yeah, the alive part, it's just like, you know, you consider the desert remote and yeah. it's remote of humans, but that like doesn't mean that's that's not to say that humans are the, are the life part you know it's yeah. like there's more other life there and it's quite a lot more powerful in my eyes so yeah just more like no sign of life in terms of what everyone would believe to be life but more alive than ever and you just feel i know there's just something about that like the dirt and camping out and it just feels so amazing and the waves are amazing and um, it's just simplicity i guess it's like as a surfer, it's probably the most simple surf trip you can go on. There's zero distractions, no reception, long way between waves. So you're just yeah, you're eating simply, you're driving simply, you're sleeping simply, and then the waves are sick and there's no, nothing else. Um, but then that makes you feel more alive than if um, you were somewhere else. Yeah. So are you saying, like, do you understand, like for you, I'm guessing nature's very healing. Yeah, I think just nature, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure, I think the ocean and nature combined. Yeah. Like, you know, I probably might go out, like, as much as I'd love to go out west and into the bush and, and bushwalk and stuff, I'd say after a little while it would probably start wearing thin. But the ocean mixed with like space, I think it's a space for me is the most healing. Just like, just being comfortable to be where you are, not feeling that tug anywhere, and yeah. and content, and then feeling like not not like you're untouchable, but you're 
only going to leave that place when when you're when it's your time sort of thing. Yeah, like you're free. Yeah. Have you ever lived in a city? Um, I've done like if you add it all up, I used to do stints in Cronulla just to earn some money in labour. So I probably Cronulla is not a city, but it's the closest. I've, I've probably done all up like three years there. And yeah, so I, I liked it because it was that was the back end of the year where I'd just put everything down and I'd, I'd already travelled and surfed and done what I needed to do and I'd just put my head down and work for that time, which is probably what a lot of people are doing in the city anyway. And I, yeah. I, I liked it. It was a good change and it was good to experience that and, and then like appreciate when you weren't there. But you didn't get lost, lost in that? No, you? no, never. I would come home, like drive up Sunday night, home Friday night every every week. Yeah, I've, I've, man, I have this thing with traffic lights. They give me anxiety because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's that it's like it's something telling me I can't move. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. It's like that those free spaces. Like I live in the bush in Crescent Head, and like you, do, you know, I just can go about my stay. And then when I'm up on the Goldie, it's like getting caught in traffic. I can't get a park. It's all this, and it's and I'm not. It's weird. It doesn't frustrate me. It it gives me that claustrophobic feeling because mm. I can't. Ex- it's like I can't go and express myself freely. Yeah, I've got to. I've got to like, <laughs> and and the game's there for a reason. It's it, it's like you've got to join in you, and you've got to play by those rules mm. so everyone can have their slice. Yeah, but it's like in this most selfish way. It's like I don't want to share. It's heavy. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I just want to go just do my thing and like you can do your thing. I don't care what you, what you do. Like go if because I've got friends that just love city. I love going to the city just for a few days or whatever. But that anxiety or pressure, that, that, that exactly that, that space, I don't have that space to be able to move. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I find I end up in, in, with anxiety yeah, from totally. it. But then I, this is the weird thing. It's like, I, I know people that are exactly same to me, but they don't have that realization that they can do something different or that it's like better for them to, to go somewhere a bit more remote, mm. you know, for them. You know, I think that's, I think that's just like a huge thing with this podcast it isn't telling anyone how to be or what to do. It's just more, it's weird. It's like coming back to that word allow. It's mm-hmm. like saying, it's like people's different stories. It's just all the wild ones. It's all people that allow themselves. It's basically people that step into their fear. Yeah. I was going to say, everyone's thinking it, aren't they? Like, yeah, I'd think like most people that are, yeah. Like if a lot of people are thinking the what if, I guess, you know? Yeah. And I guess it's just living that. In a way, we'll live in. Like, obviously, there's lots of what ifs, but I guess it's live. It's living the what if that you're most passionate about, like that you can, you feel that you're drawn to, and that, that it's you, like you said yeah. before, that that's you, and um, jumping in on that and trying to let the other stuff go. What, what for you, Brett? What do you define as success? I'd say just being being yourself would be success. Like it's you know there's the. It's too cheesy to say be happy, but that's like like content, happy, just within your own skin. I would, I'd say is success, you know, not to because there's plenty of people. I, I think there is, and I I think I know some that would be considered successful, but they're they're busy and they're you know they're not to in their own head. I don't reckon they're successful, but they're branded successful because of certain accolades and things that they're doing. Yeah. But there's no way, like, in internally they're successful. So yeah. I would say, I'd say it's just internal, like, yeah, pe- like peace, if you will, or internal like contentment. Yeah. Because that's the only, like, it's, you know, it's the only real, real thing, really. Like everything else is just 
someone else's idea or someone else's vision, but whatever's internal is actually happening. Yeah, that kind of ties back to what I was saying before about you following your passion, like still doing it. You know what I mean? It's like by still allowing yourself to do it, mm. you know? I've got a couple of questions here for, oh, here's the thing that you wrote. I just love all this stuff that you've written. <laughs> you love a written. bit of poetry, don't you? Well, because it's like, okay, it's like people just look at you as a surfer, but it's like that's one form of your, your expression. Mm-hmm. It's like, you've, why do you, why do you write? I think it's just, I don't know, I, I like it. I like, like I said before, when I, when I go surf, like that, that initial hour is like really hard and I'm kind of out of my comfort zone and almost disorientated and questioning myself. And then once I get into rhythm, it all comes together. It's kind of the same with writing. If I've, I'll only really write if I, I won't just write. I can usually just write if I really want to write something and I'll have a bunch of ideas and I think about it quite a bit. And then I'm not, probably not the best at like, I just have trouble explaining things completely how I, how I want to say them because you've only you know if someone asks you a question you've got two seconds to answer that yeah. question like when you write you've got months to come up with the response that you want to give that details exactly how, how you're, you're feeling, feeling or what how you see that, so that's for me I just have these stories and I, if I want to write about something I'll get it and then I feel like I get in this flow and it all comes together and I don't know I just like bringing words together and chopping words out and it's just like a little puzzle and I, everyone has their own style yeah it's good how, how do you go in a relationship like I used that with my relationship I used to be in um, you know if there was a problem she, she needed an answer right now and it's like for me like being able to express myself if I just said right now I'm going to get it wrong because it's like yeah exactly I haven't like really processed those feelings yeah I mean so <laughs> I don't like, put this without getting in the dog box <laughs> yeah in the dog house where you, we're in your backyard but, um, now. where's your dog house? yeah I'll just uh, I'll set it up before we go out later <laughs> so I can duck back into bed. But um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've got a, it's just a never-ending learning thing, isn't it? Like, I, yeah, like the answer I'd want to give occasionally, I I can't. But again, they the answer needs to come up, and I get that because maybe it was something you did, and they need they're just like, what? Like, tell me now, and you just you can't like you want to, but you can't without either offending them or. Yeah. Or seeming like you don't care, but you're kind of like, no, I care, but I just want to be passive now and let it come out in the right way because yeah. I'm going to say it wrong. You're going to take it wrong and it's on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. well, sometimes like in my, from my memory, it's like in this moment, no matter what I say, I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, I think if you can do that, they say if you can do that, like you're good, but then you're like, you're not good. You're absolutely fucked. Yeah. Oh, dude. Dude, I've got a, I've got a question here for you. Being... Being a traveler, being a surfer, being a big wave surfer, is there any moments where it's just all come together, those magical moments? Is there anything that just stands out when, like, the what's, like, the best surf, the best wave you've ever had? That's a hard one, it isn't is, it? It is, eh? It's really hard. Um, like, I mean, I, again, I, I don't think I can pinpoint one, you know, I'd just be kind of faking it to you yeah <laughs> no, nothing comes to mind in terms of like a standout thing it might just be that feeling when i don't know when everything just feels good they're the kind of they're the highlights but yeah no nah, don't have a session or anything would you say um, that that moment those magical moments is what you're searching for would you say you're searching or are you just doing um, i think i'd sort of try and nah i don't think i'm searching I, don't, I reckon um, 
nah, I don't think I'm searching. I think I'm just living off what's feeling at that time, you know, like what's, yeah. I mean, obviously you're looking into the future and you are, you do have anyone that says they're not planning, like you've got a plan, but wouldn't, I'm not saying I'm searching because I think whenever I've searched or done something, it just never worked out, you know, whenever I put that pressure on or thought that something was going to happen or like had a plan and then really stuck to it and didn't deviate, it, it just didn't work. Yeah. So I don't think I'm searching for anything. I think just, yeah, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because it's like your insight, well, I don't know, from what I get of what your insight is, it's like, Brett, you're such a humble dude and like you're just you. I don't know if you've learned to be you over the years. Like it's like you've, you've just kind of found the ingredients. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's funny, like when you're saying like searching, when you search is when everything goes wrong. And I remember, um, Alan Watts said like, this is so, kind of off topic, but Alan Watts <laughs> said like the, the path to Zentori, like the path to enlightenment. It's like when you get there, there's nothing left just to, be, but to have a good laugh because you're silly enough to question mm. that there was something wrong in the first place. Yeah. As in you went searching rather than just allowing yourself to be you. Yeah. And that's just like. I think everything that I've just like, everything that I've heard about you, everything that I've read, listened to, watched about Brett Bircher is I look and go, oh, fuck, this is a guy who knows who he is, who expresses himself, who like goes into his fear. It's like watching your surf vid ingrained. It was like no, no other surf vid. It had a le level of depth. You know what I mean? Like it had your expression. It had the moments that you had in those areas. Like you've written like kind of like, would you say it's poetry? I don't, say know. You're right, I, don't, I don't know what like I'm kind of falls under the definition yeah. of like <laughs> I don't know what the definition of poetry is. I guess it's just like explaining a part before you watch it visually, you know? Like yeah. maybe given my feeling of that section before you watch it. Yeah. And you can make up your own mind. Yeah. Yeah. Are you scared of the, the cold dark ocean? Um no. Nah. Oh, it depends. Like in South Oz, yeah, pet petrified because of the sharks, but no. Nah. Do you, Not at all. Do you train? Like, are you doing breathing techniques, training for it? Um, yeah, like, yep, for sure. Probably not as much anymore. Um, used to train quite a bit. But now, do a bit of swimming, do a Pilates bunch of, not like breath, breath holds, but just like breathing to, for all aspects of life, I guess, just to get into that rhythm. And, and then a meditation, I guess, like they're my main things. Flexibility and then a little bit of strength bit of cardio and then mental i guess yeah yeah do you find keeping yourself mentally strong okay so tomorrow let's say a 20 foot swell hits here tomorrow mm -hmm. would you say it's physical and mental that gets you through it that gets you through that wipe out oh tomorrow i can be physically <laughs> underdone. <laughs> i'd be really physically underdone yeah i probably haven't been keeping myself in good enough nick for a 20 foot of swell tomorrow like i'm i'm good but i'm not like excellent um physically but then I guess, yeah, maybe working on the mind might then dig into that percentage and increase it a bit. But I think it would be more like if, if something popped up tomorrow, I'd probably be going for a, like a less wave count, you know, maybe yeah. going out like feeling good and it's home and it's good and then just trying to pick off a couple, not so, pick, not be a pig. Yeah. So that's your calculated risk stepping in. <laughs> yeah, probably. So what's yeah. next for Brett Bircher? Like what, what's your like dreams and aspirations right now? I think... It's just, I mean, I'm really enjoying teaching, like I am. But again, it's it's probably not like the be-all, end-all. Like I love it and it's sick, but I don't think I can 
I hope no one listens to this, but just like <laughs> locking it. <laughs> I hope no, no, no one from no the school. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just, there's, I just feel like, again, like when I have been exposed recently to that feeling of like, that's it, like lock in, you know, I, yeah. I, I do have an idea for a, for a project that could, like, will be cool. But again, I'm just kind of taking, I'm riding at the end of this year out and I'm so just going to kind of see how I feel in terms of, yeah, I'll definitely be teaching again, but I might try and maybe do another film perhaps. Um, it'll be completely different to ingrained and it might have a different story and a different message. But um, I just think if I can mix the two, I think I'll be happy. Because if I'm doing one, I, like my mind is straying. So I may as well put that straying mind energy into maybe just doing the two things and then keeping it yeah. simple. Yeah, like keep, keep it exciting. Yeah. So when, and when you said like, tr- you know, a different message, it's like, all right, so then you, like, what's, what's your insight? Like what's, if you were to give anyone good advice from what you've learned in your life, <laughs> like what's, your, what's the message oh. that you would like to put across? <laughs> no, I'd like... They're them. I don't know. That, that's a tough one, you know, because yeah. the, what I say to someone might completely not work for them, like, because they're just not in the right, you know, they're just in different life stages. And yeah. the, the advice I would have given now would have been different to two months ago. And then it's different in six weeks, you know, like it's... So what advice would you give yourself? Now? I say this, I listened to a podcast that I did two years ago the other night when I was driving down here called Conversations with an Enlightened Elder. Mm. And I start, and in that, in that podcast, I was in a way different because I just, uh, like I said, I just came from the Gold Coast. So I had that anxiety, pressure, that um, conditioning coming back in. Mm. And when I had recorded this podcast two years ago, I was in a way different headspace. Mm. And the insights that I had in that podcast, <laughs> it's like I needed to tell myself that. You know what I mean? I was like, I was teaching yeah. myself, and it's like because that's my truth. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like what advice would you give? Oh. What 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 are you saying to yourself when you stand in front of the mirror? You can do it, I'm Brett. Just like, How's that head? <laughs> that thing's beating. That's um, so crook. <laughs> crook <head> on. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's a really hard one, eh? Like, it it's is really a, hard. Um, you just tell yourself because you, you might like it. Might just be completely. Yeah. Is it I, just follow that dream. Like, just get, oh. not even follow. Because, like you're saying, like don't like your mind getting stagnant in teaching, like if it goes too much, it's mm. like, you you know, it's like you're mentally like preparing, like you're mm. mentally saying like, because the thing is people aren't aware. A lot of like, no, people are aware. A lot of people aren't aware. <laughs> no, no, it's like, oh, I've got, like I've got mates sometimes and they, they, it's like you get, everything in life is a balance. And it's like sometimes like they get too caught up in it and they just need that reminder to themselves. Mm-hmm. So they just don't even know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like they're too caught up in that job or that stress. And it's like, hey, man, it's like, you can take a step back if you mm. want. You know what I mean? And it's oh, just like, geez. I've got to do it to myself all the time. Like, I've just done it. Like, yeah. I went back to construction. And because of, of COVID, I went and did, I was just on this job for two months. And they, they offered another contract for two months. And I, I had to say no. Like, I was like, actually, this is not healthy for me. Yeah. You know, right now. It's like, yeah, this is good for a bit. It was so positive. I got, I got to get cashed up. I got to go back and do something different. I got to go on a bit of an adventure up north and like make an adventure out of it. And I'm like, but actually now it's gone out of balance. Like now it's starting to like destroy my soul. But five years ago, six years ago, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't Mm. have like in a way loved myself enough Mm. to have allowed myself to do that. Mm. You know what I mean? I just, I just would have kept doing it. Hanji's. Well, I guess that's the advice. Like reflect. 
maybe <laughs> I put on the calendar every month to have a sit down and reflect. But like, you know, then sometimes you like, you're in that mindset and you're like, oh yeah, I got to reflect. And you, you don't reflect. You just, nah. you know, you're just off like doing something. I don't know. I guess probably, yeah, just be aware. Like, yeah. like you said before, like be aware of where you're going and like try and understand why, like you said before, like you grew up on that Gold Coast and like the thoughts that were coming into your mind probably weren't even yours. They'd been no. pushed on you from generations and friends and like even parents, you know, everyone. So and that's I guess the, just start realizing what might be where those are coming from. And Yeah. yeah and, and that's the path of learning about yourself. And that's also the path of like pilgrimage or getting away. People say, oh, I just need to get away. I just need it like calm down. I need to switch off. Mm. And we do that because you get you get the answers. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it's like I think a lot of the time people are giving themselves questions, mm-hmm. but they're not giving themselves the answers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like you need to put that mute button on life mm-hmm. to be able to give yourself the answers. Mm-hmm. And that is those pilgrimages. That is that surf trip down south. That is that out raw in nature. It's like you're allowing yourself to listen to yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because otherwise you get caught up in other people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? when I was that 17, 18-year-old kid, I didn't know myself. Dude, like I... When I was, like, I was a rat bag. Like, when I was 17, 18, 19 in Palm Beach on the Gold Coast, I had, like, I thought I had to be a man. I thought I had to be like this. I thought I had to do like that. I thought I had to go to the pub. I thought, you know, I had to, if someone, like, was a smart ass to me, I thought I had to get into a fight with them. You know what I mean? I had all Were you these in the things. Palmy Army? No, I was yeah. in I was in the Palm Beach Board Riders, okay. which we called the Palmy yeah, Army. Yeah. <laughs> and then the gang started up and we had to change our name. But I've still got a shirt. It's in the back of the troopie. It's for when when the outlet. This is so obnoxious. Can't believe I'm saying this on mic. I've got a shirt that has huge Palmy Army uh, writing across the back of it for when I was a grom, and it's Palmy Board Riders on the front. Mm-hmm. And man, I've actually pulled it out a couple of times when the alley or Palmy's been pumping because the crowds get that hectic up there now. And I remember one time I surfed like three days the alley and it was firing, and I just got was getting dropped in on, snaked every freaking wave, and I started getting so frustrated. And I was like, "Fuck this!" Like, this is my local. I'm, paddling out with this shirt and I paddled out and I'm thinking that people are going to be like a dick to me and everyone was so nice like it was the nicest vibe you could ever surf crowded Goldie yeah. because the thing was everyone was just like looked at me and was like oh this dude's local alright I won't snake him I won't I won't drop in on his wave mm-hmm. and I just got to go out be friends with everyone take it in turns and get a wave without having to hassle anyone. Yeah, it was a good and surf I didn't have you. to be any, I didn't have to be aggressive. I didn't, not that I get aggressive in the surf, but I didn't have to like, I didn't have to compete. Mm. And I was like, wow. So, mm. and the only place I can pull that off is there. But, like, do you know what I did? <laughs> I was in Noosa the other week and it was like kind of pumping and Noosa doesn't pump that much. And I met a mate who's a local guy in the car park and I was having a chat with him, but he couldn't come surf because it was, he's, kids were doing a birthday thing for him and um yeah what an asshole <laughs> no, no, and so he couldn't surf and he goes oh good luck getting waves out there especially the locals because they're only good you know like it's so crowded and i go no i've got a plan he goes what do you mean i was like well i'm just going to pretend to be a local <laughs> he goes oh yeah good luck with that and he calls me he ends up calling me like three days later and goes oh how'd it go i go yeah, i'm pretty much a local now <laughs> what i did is I I went up to like the jump rock and where everyone was jumping off and I was like, this is so obnoxious. And I was like, fuck, if they're jumping off there, I'll just go up a bit higher and jump off there. So I go up, jumped off, paddled out and I just like 
started pretending like I knew everyone. Oh, what's going on, boys? Yeah, you going? You have a few. And then I heard this guy's name. Like, it was like Jono or whatever. I'm like, oh, Jono, you've been getting a couple. Yeah, you going, mate? And everyone's looking at me like, oh, like they should know me. And so I just like mingled my way into like the fucking, the pecking order. You know what I mean? And just started like sitting in there, like, like taking my turn. But like just chatting to everyone and being mates. And like mm. you could tell everyone was like looking around like, oh, who? He knows this guy, and then like Jono, because I knew his name, I started having a great chat with him. So then, old mate over here thinks I'm mates with him. And then the next day, I surf, the same dudes are there again, I'm there again. And then by the third day, the boys are just like, oh, yeah, you got a couple, <laughs> yes. And they're just like, I was like, wow, this is the best. This is the best little trick. Eh? Yeah, yeah, just imposter. How'd it feel? It felt great because I got to share <laughs> waves like without any aggression. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just went out just being ultra f- friendly. Mm. You know what I mean? Was but, it Jono, was it? Yeah, Jono. Yeah, he oh, would have been calling into bombs by the yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we went to school together. Man. Yeah, he was like, this is your one, Jono. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right, should we get out of here? We're going actually, we're going doing a little free brewing co um, dinner. Yeah. And we're going to yeah. go down to the to your local your local golf club. Yeah, just the club down the road. And Ashram Pree's there with his couple of kids he's got there, doesn't he? Yeah, they've got, got a little booth or something. Um, yeah, they've got a couple of kids and they've got some beers. So I think he's got some money on the on the bar. We might have to go and yeah, let's go drink some beers. It. Organic yeah. free. thing is, it's organic. You don't have to feel that bad. No, it's a great drop. It's organic. and Yeah, I'm backing it. I haven't... It's just gotten to the golf club. Yeah. They're doing a... Um, they're going to stock it over this summer, which will be sick. So hopefully go down there and just look at it in the fridge and it'll be glistening and it'll actually be... Might be free. It'll be free and free. Tonight, Wait, do, do you know my relationship with Ash is because he saw what I was doing and just reached out and goes, oh, hey, man, I want to send you some beer. Just say, like, yeah, good on what you're doing. I'm mm. like, oh, yeah, sick, you know. And I just looked up what the actual beer was, looked up what he was doing, read the buyers, read what you're doing, and looked at it and I was like, oh, my God, this is, like... I like I just so align with it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's adventurous. They're like the adventurous lifestyle. It's all get, get like it's like he's gone for the most sustain, sustainable kind of. It's something that we all do and we all want to do. Yeah. But it's like the most le- the less impact for sure. You know what I mean? It's like we're all gonna have a beer. We're all gonna go out with our mates and surf all day. And yeah. at the end of the day, we're gonna be sitting on that headland yeah. and we're gonna want a cold beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hundreds. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you he's know what I mean? he's kind of. You know, it's before his time. Like, he's kind of seen that outlet and he knows, he understands that lifestyle. Like, you're still super healthy, but you want to, you know, there's nothing wrong with a couple of beers. Yeah, nothing wrong. It's just the perfect mix. And the way they've done it, like the sustainability and the, you know, the friendly farming. And it's a nice drop on top of that. And um, I'm stoked because I I definitely shy away from beers just due to the preservatives and things like that. They just don't seem to sit well. And with that one, I know I can just have a few and... Yeah, happy don't days. want to get the sniffles. Yeah, the preservatives. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I literally, after I read what he's doing, I just messaged him and I was like, "Oh, can can I work with you somehow?" And then I called him. And I was like, "Dude, I'm like, I've just hassled you." Him. Just wanted some free beers. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Come on, I'm just just hassle." Yeah, just to be like, I no, I just really align with it. Yeah, no. It's so a, yeah, it's a thanks. Great project. Thanks heaps, Ash. Thanks Free Brewing Co. Thanks Ash. And, thanks Free. <laughs> <laughs> and th- thanks Brett for coming on the podcast and. And um, let me get inside your mind a bit because I know you're a humble guy. Like, I know you're just you doing your thing and we love it. And I think that's why you're, can I call you a local legend? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're a guy Take that, that lives around here that 
people like watching you surf and do the things you do. Ah, oh, thanks, mate. Good to good to have you here, and thanks for taking an hour of your time to. Yeah, we should go surf, yeah. and I'll paddle out with you and pretend like I know everyone. Like <laughs> 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 I mean, the, I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, dude. Let's get cool. out of here. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's here. I hope you guys like this episode. Now, remember, I've got prizes to give away for whoever shares it for me. Go on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe, put it on your social media story, tell your mum. Send me a message, send me a screenshot, or I'm just going to see it on Apple Podcasts anyway, or I'm going to see it on social media, and every week I'm going to pick someone and I'm going to send them an Opinal Knife or a Diaries of the Wild Ones t-shirt. Enjoy, guys, and thanks for listening. Do it like a double.